0: Some twenty years after the end of the war with Japan, a freighter arrived in Brooklyn with the largest collection of Japanese pornography ever assembled in a Western tongue. The owner of the collection, a huge, smiling, fat man named Garrity, presented a passport to customs officials that showed that he was a native-born American about as old as the century, an exile who had left the United States four decades before. Thus begins... Quinn's Shanghai Circus, it ends with the largest funeral procession held in Asia since the 13th century. The year was 1974, the author of Quinn's Shanghai Circus, Edward Whittemore, a 41-year-old former American intelligence agent. He and I had been undergraduates at Yale back in the 1950s, but then we had gone our separate ways, he to the Marines and then the CIA, and I to a career in book publishing in New York City. Needless to say, I was pleased that my old Yale friend had brought his novel to me and the publishing house of Holt, Reinhardt, and Winston, where I was editor-in-chief of the trade department. I was even more delighted when the reviews, mostly favorable, started coming in, capped by Jerome Caron in his The New York Times book review. Quinn was a profoundly nutty book full of mysteries, truths, untruths, idiot savants, necrophiliacs, magicians, dwarfs, circus masters, secret agents, a marvelous recasting of history in our century. In the next 15 years, Whittemore went on to write four more wildly imaginative novels, his Jerusalem Quartet, Sinai Tapestry, Jerusalem Poker, Nile Shadows, and Jericho Mosaic. Reviewers and critics compared his work to the novels of Carlos Fuentes, Thomas Pynchon, and Kurt Vonnegut. Publishers Weekly called him our best unknown novelist. Jim Haugen, writing in Harper's Magazine, said Whittemore was one of the last best arguments against television. He is an author of extraordinary talents. The milieu is one in which readers of espionage novels may think themselves familiar, and yet it is totally transformed by the writer's wild humor, his mystical bent, and his bicameral perception of time and history. Edward Whittemore died from prostate cancer in the summer of 1995 at the age of 62, not much better known than when he began his short, astonishing writing career in the early 1970s. His novels never sold more than 5,000 copies in hardcovers. Three were briefly available in mass market paperback editions. But the quartet was published in Great Britain, Holland, Spain, Italy, Greece, Scandinavia, Russia, Poland, and Germany, where Whittemore was described on its jacket as the Master American Storyteller. The jacket on the Polish edition of Quinn's Shanghai Circus was a marvelous example of Japanese erotica. Whittemore graduated from Deering High School, Portland, Maine, in June 1951 and entered Yale that fall, a member of the class of 1955, Another Yale classmate, the novelist Rick Freed, labeled Yale undergraduates of the 1950s members of the silent generation. The 50s were also the Eisenhower years, that comfortable period between the Second World War and the radicalism and the campus unrest of the 1960s. Ivy League universities were still dominated by the graduates of New England prep schools, sons of the East Coast establishment, They were closer to the Princeton of F. Scott Fitzgerald and the Harvard of John P. Marquand than the worlds of Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg. They were gentlemen and athletes, but not necessarily scholars. Often, after receiving gentlemanly C's at Yale and the other Ivies, they went on to careers on Wall Street or in Washington to the practice of law, medicine, or journalism, They entertained their families and friends on the playing fields of Yale, as well as at Morey's. They ran the Yale Daily News, WYBC, the campus radio station, the Yale Record, the humor magazine, the Yale Banner, the yearbook, and sang in various Yale music groups.